It's time to place your bets. Let's talk to the pros. Welcome in, everybody, to Betting Pros. It's me, Joey P., Joe Pizzapia, and today it's about college football. That's right, the college football season is upon us, and today we're going to take a look at what the season odds look like. We're going to talk about some over-under win totals, national championship odds. We're also going to look at some Heisman winners, potentially, and there's nobody better to talk about all of that stuff with than my best friend, just <laughs> in, in life, but also certainly in college football. <laughs> He's also the co-host of the IDP show at Fantasy Pros, along with me is the one the only scott bogman from in this league bogman we've got football we've got college football nfl everything going on it's a great time to be alive it's beginning to look a lot like like football okay i thought it was christmas Uh, but you got me no no it's football and i love it and i'm excited to talk some college football with you uh you know uh i am uh obsessed with all types of football and college football, notwithstanding. And look, I moved to the central time zone. So everything starts a little bit later for me too. And I'm very excited about that, Joey. So uh, love talking college football. Everything's coming up Bogman and we're just going <laughs> to jump right into it. If you haven't already, make sure you go hit up betting pros. Again, you can see all the consensus odds over there that we're going to be talking about today. We might hit a specific book or two, but betting pros is the place to go to make sure that you get the best odds on the bets that you like. And uh, Bogman and I are going to be doing this show all year round. So this is just the preseason, basically the preview show of the season. And then every week we'll be doing the big national games that get the most attention, breaking them down for you from a wagering standpoint and getting you all caught up on what to do. So Bogman, let's, let's just kick things off here. Let's start having some fun. Let's talk a little college football here. And let's start with the win totals that you like. And let's start with Northwestern. The number is six and a half. So take me through your thoughts on Northwestern in 2021. Yeah, I like the under on this six and a half number. And Northwestern did have a good year last year. But, uh, you know, this year they're not returning a a lot. Out of 130 teams, they're 128th in overall returning production. The quarterback play for them was rough last year. Their best offensive player, Cam Porter, their running back is out for this season with a knee injury. Uh, It looks rough for them. They are only returning one all Big Ten player and safety Brandon Johnson. And, you know, when you're looking at win totals, you really have to look at who these teams are playing. So if you look through the schedule, I got them for three, and I'm going to throw up air quotes for all of these because, you know, you call a guarantee, uh, uh, a, a win a guarantee, you're, you're foolish in any sport, really. But mm-hmm. uh, specifically in college football, and specifically this year with all the turnover and practices and COVID and all that stuff. Um, but, I've got them down for three wins for sure. FCS Indiana State on September 11th, uh, then at Duke on September 18th. Duke is rough this year. Uh, And then Rutgers, who is perennially a rough team. So October 16th, they play. Uh, Then they have they have toss up games, but they're not favored in any of these games uh, against Michigan State September 4th, Ohio State uh, or excuse me, Ohio September 25th and then at Illinois November 27th. So let's give them those three wins. And then let's say that they win all of those three games that they're not favored in. They still need another win. And the rest of their schedule is, uh, and, and they would have to win all of those games. And then at Nebraska on October uh, uh, 2nd, then they've got at Michigan, 
Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, and Purdue, uh, maybe they sneak one out against Nebraska. You know, maybe Nebraska fires Scott Frost and the, the, the seams are coming apart there. Maybe something like that happens. Uh, Purdue, maybe they can get, but they're not getting Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota, Michigan. They're not winning those games. So I think for me, I'm taking the under because after those three guaranteed wins, I don't even know if they're going to win all of those other three. Plus these other ones seem not doable. So for me, uh, I'm going to go the under on Northwestern. And you'd hit on that even if they just got to six. So right. a little half kicker right there is the way to go. And I got to be honest with you, man. I was thoroughly unimpressed as well with the quarterback play from Northwestern. I understand why people were excited about them last year. But uh, again, you mentioned well, they put together a good year last year. But they like did. I said, uh, returning production is almost all gone. Right. It's rough. Right. All right, let's go to another under that Boggs likes on the year. It's California at six and a half. So, Bogman, walk me through what you think about California this year. Yeah, I mean, for Cal, uh, it, the O-line is rough. The, the defense always plays pretty solid. And I consistently, if you listen to me on the ITL uh, CFF show or CFP Winning Edge, I, I always re refer to um, Cal as having an underrated defense. And they always do have an underrated defense. But the offense is rough. The O-line is rough. Chase Garbers needs to take a big step for this team to get to six and a half wins. Another team that has uh, only one all-conference player returning in linebacker Cameron Goody. Uh, guaranteed wins for them, I would say, against Sacramento State and at Arizona. That's probably it. So that's two. And then there's toss-up games they're slightly favored in uh, against Nevada. No way. I think Nevada, and we're going to get to them in a second, I think they beat Cal. Uh, Washington State. I'm going to give that to, to Washington State as well. Colorado, they could get. Oregon State, they could get. But um, And then they're an underdog against Stanford. So they would have to get all of those games to get to the six-and-a-half number. The rest of them are completely unwinnable for Cal. Uh, you know, it's going up against Oregon and USC and Washington and teams like that. So uh, I just... I don't think they're going to get to six and a half. I think they might struggle getting to five. So they do have a surprise every once in a while. I mean, a couple of years ago, they beat Ole Miss, you know, but uh, I just don't think they have it in them this year. All right. So we've got Cal and Northwestern, both the under six and a half. Let's look at some overs here that you like. Let's start with Marshall at eight and a half. Take me through your thoughts on Marshall this year in 21. Look, you want to bet the over, right? I mean, the saying <laughs> is life is too short to bet the under, right? But uh, the over is always more fun because you're rooting for that team instead of against them. But uh, look, eight and a half is a tough number. They got a new head coach coming in here in Charles Huff, uh, but they're returning four offensive and three defensive all-conference USA players. Grant Wells comes back. Uh, uh, their quarterback, wide receiver, Talik Keaton. Tight end Xavier Gaines comes back. Uh, they have uh, Alex Millette on the offensive line. And then um, Jamar Edwards, the defensive tackle, Stephen Gilmore at corner and a uh, safety Nazi Johnson. And uh, for me, September 25th against app state is the only game they're not going to be favored in. They're favored in all of their other games at Marshall. So, uh, you know, just seeing this eight and a half, knowing you're going to play 12 games. Uh, I think, I think this eight and a half number is kind of easy. And, and, the, the trepidation from the betting community for this number or the reason why people are taking unders is because of the, you know, a new head coach here. And, you know, mm. sometimes you get some wacky stuff, but I mean, this schedule, they've got Navy, they've got an FCS, NC Central, East Carolina, Middle Tennessee, who was terrible last year, Old Dominion, 
is not good. North Texas I like, but that's one of the few games they're not favored by double digits in. Um, you know, that's uh, a very F- favorable schedule, as you're telling it to me. Yeah, FIU, FAU, uh, UAB, uh, they're favored in all of those games. Charlotte and Western Kentucky. So, I mean, this looks like a really favorable schedule, uh, a Conference USA schedule for Marshall. And I think this eight and a half uh, win, this is one of my favorite bets of, of the preseason. Nevada comes into the season with a, a total of seven and a half. And you like the over on this one as well, Box. I mean, Nevada is just such a fun team to watch. Uh, seven and two last season. Quarterback Carson Strong is one of the best quarterback prospects uh, coming out in the draft this year. Most likely uh, eight returning all Mountain West players as well. Uh, you know, one on the offensive line, tight end Cole Turner is an enormous piece for them. Romeo Dubs and Carson uh, Strong are good friends. Uh, Toa Tao is a good running back for them, a nice receiving back in this air raid system. Uh, Dom Peterson, Sam Hammond on the line return, Lawson Hall, and they even got a all-conference kicker in Brandon Talton. Uh, but I, I got them for wins, I mean, September 11th against Idaho, uh, Idaho State. They play New Mexico State, Hawaii, UNLV, Air Force, Colorado State. Those are all walks, in my opinion. And in those, that's six. So now you just got to get uh, you got to get two of the quote-unquote toss-up games. I told you they're beating Cal on September 4th. I think that happens. Uh, then you've got September 18th at K-State, uh, at Fresno State, October 23rd, at home against San Jose State, who won the Mountain West last year, and then at San, uh, San Diego State. And so your trepidation here is a lot of those toss-up games are on the road. But I think they got that Cal game. So they just got to get one of these other four that are – Uh, toss-up games in my opinion so i think this is another winnable number at seven and a half this last one is fun it's arkansas state at four and a half and you like the over so what is it about arkansas state that you like here four and a half is a pretty small number is this going to be a a plucky upstart team here for you this season well look arkansas state's offense been pretty good for a little bit now once again this is another team with a new head coach and butch jones coming over but uh, they got a lot of transfers. They got 12 transfers from P5 teams. So uh, playing the schedule that they do, you know, they probably only have uh, three guaranteed wins, but, you know, you're almost there at your three guaranteed wins. Uh, Central Arkansas, ULM is awful. Uh, Texas State is not great. And then they're slightly favored against Memphis. I don't know if they get that one, but Georgia Southern and Southern Alabama, they could get their slight dogs against Tulsa and Coastal Carolina is not going to be the same team that they were last year. So, you know, you get have your three wins. Now you got to get two out of five. You're slightly favored in three of those. I think you can get those. So uh, I'm in on Arkansas State as well. All right. So Boggs on the overs, Marshall at eight and a half. Nevada at seven and a half and Arkansas state at four and a half. All of those are overs yet again. Uh, let's talk about to make the playoff here and the college playoff has been uh, very exciting the last few years and Boggs has a few, I don't know if we call them long shots, but interesting potential payoffs. That's for sure. And let's start with USC. And we all know USC is a storied college uh, football program for many, many years. And uh, not that long ago was pretty <laughs> dominant, uh, but they're at 10 to one right now. And I like that you've highlighted, they have three games on the schedule uh, against Utah, against Notre Dame uh, on the road at Notre Dame and also on the road at Arizona state. So you look at those as kind of the make or break, right? If they play well or win those three games, they could actually put themselves in this conversation, in your opinion. 
And I think also you got to consider, you know, you're you're trying to get this payoff, this 10 to 1, which means they're probably not going to do it. So I'm not going to lay a ton of money on any of these teams that I'm mentioning here. This is just a, you know, if we don't get our normal Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and one wild card. You know what I mean? So that's pretty much what it's been since the playoffs started. So you're kind of relying on somebody else to drop. But, you know, because they have these games, ASU is going to be, should be a solid team. Now there's some stuff that can uh, crumble for them because of the Herm Edwards, uh, you know, and getting all of these kids in during COVID and all the stuff that's happening uh, at ASU, same kind of stuff is going on in Nebraska right now as well. But mm. uh, you know, Notre Dame and especially on the road, is a huge game. October 23rd, that could make or break their entire season. Um, you know, they play Utah. Who's always good. Arizona state, like I mentioned before is a tough game. So you got to win all three of those games, probably get a little bit of help and, you know, walk in and beat someone good in the Pac-12 championship as well. So, um, I think that could push them into, uh, the playoff if they go undefeated, which of course is a big, if Washington's also a 10 to one. So do you think there's any chance for them really to, get into this conversation. Um, they have uh, obviously favored in many games this year. One would imagine, but what are your thoughts on Washington at 10 to one? Yeah. I mean, they're favored in all of their games. It's all of them. Okay. And, yeah. And, uh, obviously they're going to have to, you know, if they get through those games, uh, they, they do play Michigan, which could be a decent one. I mean, Michigan hasn't been good for a while, but if they mm -hmm. decide to all of a sudden show up, we know Michigan can be, uh, pretty good as far as the resume goes. The other big game that they have is against Arizona state. Those are the two toughest. So the schedule isn't particularly hard, but like we said before, we're looking at outside shots, you know, maybe, um, uh, Clemson drops two. Can you mm -hmm. put in a two loss Clemson over a undefeated Washington team uh, over an undefeated USC team? Not saying that these teams will do it, but if they did, you know, they're definitely going to be in the conversation. So you look at a favorable schedule and a, you got to have at least a couple of decent games on that schedule. And they do. Uh, I just don't know if it's going to be good enough, but you know, let's assume they're going to have to play someone rough in the Pac-12 championship as well. That could be, the straw that breaks camel's back to get them in there. All right. Uh, speaking of Arizona State, they're at 18 to 1. Uh, they play USC and Washington in back to back weeks, ironically, and they have a game against BYU early. So, in your opinion, is Arizona State worth throwing some small money on too as a long shot outside of the big boys? I think just because they're 18 to 1. Uh, and this team is a lot of fun to watch and they're they fundamentally sound. You know, this is a good squad. Jamie, Jane Daniels coming back for them as well. at Quarterback is big. Uh, and they do have USC and Washington, which, you know, if that, if ASU is the only loss on the schedule for USC and Washington, and they're in the PAC 12 title game, 18 to one, you know, throw a couple bucks on it. See if, see if it happens. You're getting a nice payoff there. Uh, BYU may not be a big game. A lot of people mm -hmm. out on BYU, obviously Zach Wilson is a gigantic loss for them right. uh, going and they lost some pieces on the offensive line as well. So, you know, BYU probably not going to be what they were last year, but they're still a pretty good squad. So that could look good if they're better than expected at the end of the season. And finally, Miami is at 12 to one, uh, not a good first matchup for them against Alabama. But after that, things get much better. So if they win out after that, can they possibly put themselves in that conversation as well? Yeah, I think so. You know, uh, they, I don't think they're going to I don't think they're going to look very good against Bama. Week one. <laughs> Let's just say that most teams don't in all. Fans, most teams don't say. Right. And you got Derek King coming off the knee injury. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is his first game back. Here you go, kid. Uh, 
your questionable O-line against Alabama's monster defensive line, too. Kid might be running for his life. So uh, that's going to be. But if they can keep that close and then, you know, they would have to play, assumingly, Clemson in the ACC title game, that could put them in. If that's their one loss is against Bama and they keep it closer than we expect, I mean, they're a possibility. I think I feel better about USC. I think I feel the best about USC on all of these. And, you know, at 10 to 1, you're just looking for the payout. That's what you're looking for. All right. Let's see who we want to pay out for when it comes to the national championship. Here are the odds for the favorites. Alabama, plus 250. Clemson, plus 300. Then you have Oklahoma State at plus 750. And Ohio State at plus 550. That's Oklahoma, not Oklahoma State. Oh, I'm sorry. Oklahoma. My apologies. I was reading Ohio State at the same time. That's (laughs) my bad. My bad. Please don't Uh, come after me. I'm going to bet on OK State. So please should be better. Oklahoma, my apologies, and Ohio State. My apologies. All right. So that being said, Alabama 250, uh, Clemson plus 300, Oklahoma plus 750, and Ohio State plus 550. So where do you want to put your money? How would you spread it out if you did? I mean, okay. That the, the, I like the way you phrase that question. Mm-hmm. I think I put just 50% on Bama. You know, right. I mean, they, they're just amazing and a really, really good squad. Of course, uh, you know, Mac repeating Jones, is tough though. I mean, it is repeating tough is tough, to but it ain't tough for Bama. We've seen him do it before. Uh, and, right. uh, look, you know, you're to bet Bama is one of the safer bets. You know, uh, I was talking about this the other day. It's safer to bet for them to win the national title. Than it is for them to go undefeated, you know, mm-hmm. because they can lose a game and still get in, uh, and then dominate in the playoffs. So, um, you know, Bama plus two fifty. I mean, just think about, you're you're putting your money in and you're getting two and a half times back because Alabama won the title and everyone will sit here and tell you that Alabama is the favorite. So I like that bet the most. If I had to pick another one, I think just because of the payout, I think I'd take Oklahoma. And that is okay. really hard for me to say as a Texas fan, but Oklahoma's got a good squad, man. And uh, they're going to, you know, the Big 12 uh, is um, not what it has been in the past. So uh, I think they could easily run away with the Big 12 and that could get them into the tournament. And it's just winning those games from there, which can be tough. We saw them get annihilated last year. But, you know, Oklahoma has a better squad this year, I think. All right, let's talk about the Heisman. Spencer Rattler is at the top of most boards here at the sports books over on FanDuel. He's plus 800, but he's not the only guy. So take me through the Heisman in your eyes once again, how we want to spread it around. We talk about that. You know, if you do want to put money on the favorite, that's perfectly fine, but maybe you want to sprinkle it elsewhere. So who do you think is relevant this year in this Heisman conversation? Because you could certainly make a case for at least four or five other guys here in this race. Yeah, I mean, I think Rattler should be the favorite. I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he's going to have to do with his legs and his arm for Oklahoma. Had a little bit, had a little hiccup last year, but uh, he is a good, good option. Uh, Then after that, I don't think you can go wrong with uh, DJ Ulungalale from uh, Clemson at plus 750 or Bryce Young at plus 900 from Alabama. I mean, you take, you know, the quarterback for two of the best teams in the country and uh, put them up there. I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, CJ Stroud, you can throw in there too. Although he does have a little bit of competition at quarterback Quinn Ewers coming in early um, uh, because of the, uh, the uh, NFT stuff. I don't know if you saw any of that, Joe, but um, one of the highest rated quarterbacks ever. I think Vince Young is the only guy from 247 sports rated higher than um, Quinn Ewers ever. And uh, he he came in, but he just came in to camp like three weeks ago. So Stroud was named the starter the other day uh, in Ohio State. Does turn out 
uh, some great players. Uh, if you're looking at non-quarterbacks, the first one we have on the list is my guy Bijan Robinson from Texas because he should be the centerpiece of the Longhorns offense. And if Steve Sarkeesian has them going the right way, if they can beat Oklahoma, we know Texas uh, you know, is going to be favored in a lot of the polls because they just always are at plus 2,800 is huge. Um, outside of that, you're really throwing darts. I mean, okay. you're throw, you're really throwing darts. So if I had to throw one, maybe Emory Jones from Florida, uh, you know, at plus four, uh, 4,000 would be a decent one because they're going to be one of the higher ranked teams. JT Daniels at plus 1200 could be a decent one too, because Georgia is uh, going to be very good as well. After that, I mean, you're kind of lighting money on fire. All right. Well, hopefully we're not going to do that this season. Hopefully we're going to do the opposite. We're just going to keep on making more of it. And we're going to do that every single week here on betting pro Scott Bogman. And I will be back again this week, of course, previewing the weekend games coming up because we've got college football happening already. If you can Mm. believe it, it's already here. And as I said, every week Boggs and I'll be going through the big national games, picking them apart, giving you some fun ways to approach them in terms of wagering, maybe some props in there as well that we might like. And uh, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a fun season. And of course you can check out not only Scott Bogman on in this league as uh the ITL Army on Patreon uh, certainly knows that as well. You can always join them there. But you can also check them out with me every week, breaking down the individual defensive players over on Fantasy Pros and the IDP show. And that is going to be super fun, too. Boggs, I am so happy you are here in the Fantasy Pros slash Betting Pros family. Of course, you can follow them on the Twitter machine at Bogman Sports. And like I said, check back with us uh, in, I don't know, probably just a couple of hours, I would imagine. Maybe <laughs> maybe in a day from now, and we'll have another show up for you before you know it, taking you through the weekend game. So that'll do it for us, but the story of the game goes on. For Scott Bogman, I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. <laughs> <laughs>